0: Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Our next guest is a senior product marketing and brand manager for a company that we love to chat with, and that company is Acer, uh, Eric Ackerson. Thank you so much for joining us. Are you you tired? Are you all tuckered out after CES? Mark, you have no idea. Well,
1: maybe you do, but uh, yes, yes, I'm I'm a bit worn out.
0: You know, we, uh, we, we've we been doing it virtual for the past couple of years, uh, we meaning me, me um, because uh, the first year I went, uh, I learned the hard way that you can't schedule anything because you don't know where anything is. Uh, the second year we kind of learned and we figured things out. And then I realized I could probably do a better job sitting in my basement behind my computer, doing all the research, than running around and schmoozing a lot. But uh, it's okay, we, we all survived and that's what matters. Um, Let's dive into things before we get Acer specific. I want to talk to you about the industry itself when it comes to computers and laptops, because um, you know, software is such a big thing that drives a lot of this forward in terms of innovation and taking advantage of the hardware that puts out that that is put out there. Um, What is it that you're seeing in terms of the computing world? What are we going to see in 2023? Is it more the same? Is it just the the continued commitment to longer battery life and more sustainable products? What's your perspective? Wow. um, It's
1: too bad our time here is so short. I could go on for hours. Uh, We'll have to schedule another discussion. Uh, I think we're going to see several things happening. There will be a uh, continued to uh, drive in the industry to improve battery life, as you mentioned, as well as um, make devices thinner, lighter, and more powerful all at the same time. Um, powerful doesn't necessarily mean putting out higher watts, it's being a, a more efficient compute. Uh, and part of that is the software that you touched on. Um, and there are industry partners of ours that. Almost everybody is working with that uh, are hand in hand on some of these developments to make the experience for users better with uh, artificial intelligence being injected into various um, components, software, and
0: experiences. Battery life um, and and portability. I know that you know when it when it comes to you guys. You've got a whole lineup of different laptops and and, and and portable computers. And of course, then there's a whole desktop game. Have you seen a shift in terms of one versus the other? Because I think for the couple of years of the pandemic that, you know, will never end at this point, um, more and more people not moving around so much. Did they still work on laptops? I, I know I still, you know, even though I've got this nice desktop in my basement, I still love having my laptop to be able to just pop around my own house or just when I do get out.
1: Yeah, the the convenience of a laptop is uh, amazing. Um, I mean, you could run your desktop and keep yourself warm, but uh, you really just want to be able to get up and move around and and have that flexibility, and that's continuing to be a trend. Um, I can only speak from the Acer perspective, but looking at industry data, it seems to be very true. we're expecting more out of our devices as users, and part of that is it should be with me everywhere and be able to connect and be powerful enough to do what I need to do. So the trend is definitely there to continue driving laptops in general. You're right about the, uh, the COVID times that people were more stationary, but people really now are anxious to get out and and be away from home and take their devices with them. And and in that end, thinner and lighter is a part of it, the the extended or longer battery lives. um, And then I think we're gonna start to see, I wouldn't say new form factors so much as maybe larger devices that are uh, equivalent to what people have been using in the past couple years in terms of size. So a larger screen, but same kind of body style.
0: So let's talk about um, some of the announcements that you guys had, and let's start in the gaming world because I find that gaming, even though we we give it this, Moniker, and we say these are gaming devices. These are really just really powerful computers. Really, at the end of the day, and they serve more than just gamers. Obviously, they they check off all the boxes for gamers. I hope, anyway. Um, but you know, in terms of someone like me who is doing video production and audio production, these are the perfect machines for me. So, so let's talk about some of the announcements and let's see what sets these apart.
1: Yeah. So the the latest in our Predator line of products in the Predator Helios category is what we've announced for uh, CES. We have two products, the Predator Helios 16 and Predator Helios 18. Um, The numbers kind of tell the story, they're larger screens instead of the 15.6 in the past or 17.3, it's 16 and 18. But uh, there's great color accuracy with these panels, not just being larger. In addition, we've injected some new technology, something we haven't done before. Um, We have these screens available in a mini LED panel so very bright colors you get hdr accuracy uh, and immersive experience that way with all the very bright colors the very uh, dark blacks on the screen the contrast and then these take advantage of the newest silicon in the market um, the intel 13th gen core series of processors we're going all the way up to an i9 uh, as an option the latest nvidia graphics with the nvidia geforce rtx all the way up to 4080 with 12 gigs of VRAM, Uh, and with with that, the panel and the graphics come some other features that are really good for gaming and potentially for some other things as well. You get the DLSS 3 from NVIDIA, the Reflex Optimized System Latency, so your mouse and your keyboard and any peripherals connected to the system are all in sync for better performance and experience. Dynamic display switching, so you can have that GPU turned off to preserve Battery extend battery life, uh, reduce heat, and then on the fly turn it on when you need it for getting your gaming
0: done or your work done. So the next one on your list here is is the Nitro 16 and 17. How do these set themselves apart from the Predator Helios line?
1: Yeah, the Nitro line is really interesting. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a good starting point into the performance systems or performance gaming systems. Um, they, they do come in at a, a more value-oriented price point and so they, they do lose some of the technology and features that we uh, make sure that the, every Predator has. So they're, they're more attainable, I guess you would say, but they're very solid. They're also uh, new screen size with the 16-inch, still 17.3 on, on the other. Um, but we've upped the game in terms of those, those CPUs, the graphics that are available. We're using, again, the 13th gen Intel Core Series processors H and some configurations with HX. Uh, also, the NVIDIA RTX 40 series looks like we're going to be up to 4060 as a max. Um, instead of a per-key RGB lighting for the backlit keyboard, which the Predator has, the Nitro drops down to a four-zone RGB, and instead of having the option for the mini-LED, these are all IPS panels, but uh, up to high resolutions. WXGA 2560 by 1600. Um, The performance on the screen is also uh, tampered down a little bit to fit into that segment to make it affordable for people. Instead of going all the way up to 240 hertz, which we can do with the Predator series, uh, we're going up to 165 hertz refresh on the Nitro.
0: On the gaming side of things, uh, you you aren't forgetting people who just want the monitors. And uh, the new Predator X45 is a 45 inch is it curved? Uh, What's the technology? What's the screen technology? It's 240 hertz refresh rate. I mean, this is, was this designed for computing, like PC gaming or actually console gaming? So that is a very good question to ask. When you get a screen that
1: large, it kind of gets somewhere in between one or the other. And that's exactly what we're trying to do on purpose. We want this to be for someone that wants to play PC games or console games. That's why it's so important to have uh, that 120 hertz refresh to help elevate the console gaming. Obviously, we've been doing that on PCs for a long time, but now uh, with yeah. consoles being able to do that, and the larger screen, you're generally going to want to sit a little further back from a larger screen, um, and that's part of the reason it's curved and it has a 800 R curve to it. So it's a it's a more aggressive curve that wraps around, so you can be. Focus sort of on the center of the screen and and from your peripheral vision still see more rather than having to do more movement out of your head.
0: Oh yeah, it turns every experience into an immersive one, really. Yes. Insane. I'm I'm a big flight simulator guy and this is the type of experience that I've been kind of yearning for. I also want like kinda of like four of them. Like if I can wrap them around, wrap, wrap them around me, it'd be it'd be a nice little uh, a nice little uh, you know, vantage point. So on the X forty five is also a peak brightness of uh, a thousand nits. Yeah, I've not seen that on a monitor. Uh, I don't think ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you know, I think there's uh, there are several different classifications of certification that are re- that cover different segments. Um, there there has been a thousand nit our first uh, HDR ultimate. Uh, monitor, I think it was an X27 from several years ago, uh, had this, and but not so much recently. And this, this has it, I think you're going to see a trend towards um, more, not just at the 500 nit range, but a uh, thousand like this. And I think you'll see it scattered across other parts of our
0: product library so Eric we're talking we were talking gaming but there's also the you know you can't forget about um, the Swift line of laptops obviously there's all-in-one desktops with the Aspire even the Chromebooks I mean we could talk for five hours here and not cover the the breadth of the products available from Acer so let's talk about the Swift laptops a bit because um, for example the Swift go I mean we've got a new model of this um, in new form factors and I'm guessing everything's taking advantage of new processors so tell us a little bit about this line and what we're expecting
1: yeah, the Swift line is expanding, as you mentioned, I'm really excited about the Swift Go. This is a, a very interesting segment for us. Um, it's it's designed, uh, first of all, new segment with the Go, brand new design that we haven't seen and it's going to extend across the entire Swift family, so you get uh, uniformity. Um, it's all about neat and clean straight lines uh, versus our earlier products had more curves to them. This looks more precise and confident. But it's also simple. And all of this is to appeal to the, the users we think want this type of product. This is a step up in, uh, portability and in, in some cases, performance, but definitely about features compared to our more mainstream line, the Aspire. And so this whole ID on the product has been elevated from where it was before. And the Go comes in at the starting point for the Swift family. So you get the benefit of, the beautiful design the great materials uh, and some of the features but at a more achievable price point once again and then building off of that for the other parts of the family some of those things that really stick out that's that go across the entire family are making sure these are devices that will last i hate the term all day because obviously it won't go 24 hours but for all day for your computing needs what you're doing and when you're on the go this is a A person that is not stationary, as we talked about with the the previous class of laptops. Uh, This is someone that is moving around, uh, including executives that are going from one meeting to the next or from one one building to the next as they they go meet with partners. Um, They're they're thin. They're light. Sometimes people comment they don't even know if it's in their bag because it's so light. Other things in there weigh the bag down more. But yes, uh, upgraded processors, upgraded uh, GPUs. Um, and I should point out that for uh, CES this year, this one of the Swift products is a CES 2023 Innovation Awards Ooh, honoree. Nuts. So it's not just a pretty face.
0: No, definitely not. And you know what? You also don't, you don't know, compromise here because normally when we get thinner, we lose things. We lose things like certain ports, um, headphone jacks, and and things like that that seem to be kind of almost a thing of the past in some computers. But we don't. On the contrary, with the Swift Go, you've got the, both the the USB C ports on the on the left side. You still got HDMI, you still got USB-A, got that headphone jack. Was that an intentional design choice or was that because this is designed for people who still need those things yeah, or do you just guys believe as a company that we still need these things? I do. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I think we do too. No, really it's um, it's about the, the end user feedback from reviews or even professional reviews and just talking with people in store that, that have purchased the product or looking to purchase what their decision was and we learned a lot with communicating with the end users and some of these things they they didn't like the compromise to just to make it thin or lighter or a smaller footprint so to speak they missed out on some of these uh, extra ports or micro SD which you didn't mention we we've had that out for a while yeah. now we're putting it back in and it's such a
0: simple thing that people really want yeah listen, I listen, I'm one of those people that I'm constantly out taking taking video and photos and to have to carry a card reader with me, which you know I'm holding up right now um all the time is quite a pain. like I don't want to be carrying all this stuff. I don't want to be carrying converters dongles and 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 it's just it's just annoying. It's one more thing when I'm trying to be portable with something, you're not sitting there going, okay, what else can I throw in my bag to make it heavier for me so this is a it's a welcome it's a welcome you know amount of continuity to have in my life, which is pretty cool. Um, so, you know, we've got, we've talked Swift, we've talked, um, we've talked Predator. Um, I want to touch briefly before I let you go on the all-in-one desktops, um, because the, the Aspire S for example, is, these are great. I find these, especially in an environment where a lot of people are going back into an office and, you know, either they bring their own computer or they want to go with one workstation that's there, nice and clean. Ergonomically, this is a great design and this is something that really is, uh, you know, welcome. These all-in-ones are great. They're good for retail. They're good. There's so many different uses that I can see that. Um, What's new in this lineup of things and what can we expect?
1: Well, it's about the design, uh, making it more appealing because it does stand to uh, be more visible and, and maybe in a more central place. Like you said, walking into an office building, a receptionist might have it there, or a, at a hotel front desk check-in, uh, they really are used, all-in-ones are used a lot in commercial or retail space. Um, as well as something I think people have not talked about much in the, the past few years, as everybody has wanted, uh, pre-COVID, wanted to have more portable devices. There actually is a strong need and a benefit to having a centralized stationary system in a household, a family, particularly with children.
0: Kitchen and you know, blah blah. Yeah,
1: you know, to, to be able to get information on the fly, of course, voice assistance from every twenty dollars speaker are helpful as well. But um, if you want, if parents want to know their child is doing their homework or studying, they can be seated at this. It's not hidden away. They're not surfing the web doing other things, playing games, because it's visible in that central place in the home. And it becomes a a place where all the information is stored. So everybody's calendar is there. You're you're checking email there and communicating and, and not off on your own hiding in a room on a small portable device. But so it's about style. It's about the design. It's about making it fit in and and have larger screen and smaller bezels and a better stand to it and just uh, make it fit into the lifestyle better.
0: And it is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the, the I'm looking at an image right now. I mean, the fact that everything actually fits in that form factor, it looks just like a monitor. You wouldn't know there was a computer in this in, other than the fact that you obviously have the ports and the expandability and everything you need on the back there and available to you. So it's how on earth do you get everything in that? Like, how did how... It, this is just quite honestly. I hate to you know be cliche, but it's it's kind of like a miracle of modern engineering, right? Being able to fit that amount of computing power into a package like that. So it's a very simple thing. There's a one word answer. Magic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, no. it's, it's been an awesome um, evolution for. The all-in-one systems from the big bulky devices they were before to what they are now, and it's—it's it's, there are a variety of things that go into it: the uh, mechanical and thermal engineering of the system to make sure the airflow is good and uh the improvement of the silicon to make sure that it can run better in a fanless situation or with just a small fan um there's so many things that go into it but it's been a great evolution
0: now i'm i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that there are also some amd uh, powered products in the lineup um especially this year at ces is a nitro 16 the nitro 17 um i i guess that's you want to give people variety if they if they tend to lean that direction
1: absolutely so uh I don't want to say everybody's a fanboy, but some people are, and they, they pick a camp and they stick with it. And so um, we want to give users choices, uh, whether it's a price point or performance metric um, or just a brand. We, we want to make sure we take care of them. And, you know, there's another part of that too. There's a. Uh, availability of components. We we don't want to just single source and and find ourselves without what we need sometimes.
0: Uh, Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We're really just scraping the surface. We're going to have you back on and we can dive into uh, some of these products way more in-depth. In terms of release, when are we going to start seeing these available to order or on shelves? Do we know that yet? We have some of that information. It looks like the Oops, I was going to start with Predator.
1: So the Predator Helios 16 will be in March, the Predator Helios 18 in April. We'll start to see the Nitro line both 16 and 17 Intel or AMD uh, in May. And the Predator X45 display, It just we have kind of a vague idea of Q2. The Swift Go, which is available in both 14 and 16-inch screen sizes, will be May for the 14-inch and June for the 16-inch.
0: Gives us lots of time to catch up and make sure we uh, focus out on those launches and have you back on the show and talk about that. That would be great. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, Thank you for everything you guys do. We cannot wait to have you back on. Thank you, Mark. Your tech report will be right back.